0: It can't be a podcast episode without them doing some kind of crazy work in my building and they are renovating the apartment above. So if you hear anything weird, that's what's happening. And apparently it's happening all week. So welcome to the shit show. Welcome to Finally Fearless, a podcast devoted to helping you understand the ins and outs of building your body up instead of tearing it down. My name is Dr. Melissa Chofi, a physical therapist specializing in pelvic health, orthopedics, and women's fitness. After working for almost a decade in the fitness and traditional healthcare space, I grew disenchanted with the gimmicks and the garbage, scare tactics and scarcity mindset, and all the things that were and continue to be pushed on people to make them fear their bodies instead of actually using them to live the lives that they so deserve. This podcast will uncover the power for you to demand a life worth living instead of sitting your best days out on the sidelines. We get very raw around here, so grab your headphones and let's jump right into today's episode. If you want it, you gotta- I did something out of my comfort zone this past weekend and I'm actually really shocked that I went through with it and you're probably going to be like, Mel, this is like not even a big deal when you, <laughs> you hear what I'm going to say. But a client of mine, she holds a lot of workshops and I've always wanted to see her teach like when during our sessions, like I hang on every word she says because the way she speaks is just... So amazing and so incredible. And she has such an amazing way with words and how she phrases things. So we've been working together for a year and I finally got an opportunity to go to one of her workshops. And I have social anxiety. So when I'm going to an unfamiliar place with unfamiliar people, like, yeah, I know my client, but I didn't know anybody else who was going to be there. I try to talk myself out of doing things like this and that almost happened and I made myself go and I had an amazing time and I'm so thankful and grateful that I was able to experience that but the workshop was about joy and I made myself go to this because this is something that I have been thinking about for years so I never considered myself like a joyless person I consider myself relatively happy. Like, I'm not all happy all the time, but I don't think any of us are. And especially in today's uh, sociological climate or social climate and everything, like, social media is a thing and, uh, like, we have to have our, or seemingly have our lives perfect and we have to look a certain way and do things a certain way and have to, have to, have to, should, should, should. I feel like we lose a lot of joy in that whole process of trying to keep up where a lot of you might be like me, where you're like, what does that even mean? So in a therapy session a few years ago, and I will never forget this, my therapist asked me, what brings you joy? What makes you happy? And I could not answer her fucking question. And I remember sitting there feeling like an idiot because I'm like, Mel, how can you not answer this question? And she, she even said, she's like, just bring just one thing. It doesn't have to be a list. Just give me one thing. And I could not answer the fucking question. I was like, uh, can I get back to you? Rain check, please. And that's really sad. And I feel like that is and I don't want to. Uh, speak towards anyone's experience but I do feel like that's more common than not and I don't really want that well I don't want that to be the case for any of us because no matter where you are in life you should have joy in your life like we shouldn't just be living to pay the bills and well yes that's obviously important like we need to survive right we also need to like be happy we're humans we need some form of happiness. Like, I'm not a robot. I'm not just going to go through the motions, collect my paycheck, and then be like, well, that's what life is. Work, go to sleep, wake up, and do it all over again. Like, that's not joyous to me. And that's probably not joyous to you. So, this is going to be a stream of consciousness episode. We're talking about joy. We're, hap- we're talking about thinking about it in different ways and how to bring it into your life and... And what that might mean for you and all that good stuff. So I hope it's helpful. It's more conversational than like taking tips away type of thing. So uh, let's jump into it. One of the things um, my client gave us for homework is she wanted us to do three things each day that give us joy. And I caught myself because I was like... That's way too much. Like, how am I going to do three things every day? That's insane. Who has time for that? And then the other side of my brain was like, hold up a minute. You're trying to tell me and you're trying to tell yourself that you're too busy to find three things a day that make you happy, that you're too busy to be happy, that you're too busy to find some kind of enjoyment out of your life. Like, what the fuck is that? So... And that really like highlighted stuff too. Like I already knew I was a hot mess in this department, and that's why I went to the workshop. But it also really highlighted how busyness overruns our lives to the extent where it's literally reaping joy from ourselves. And I think a lot of this comes into because I fall into this trap too, and maybe you do also, where it's like my work today is gonna pay off tomorrow, right? Like I'm going to work all day and I'm going to go really hard on, you know, I don't know, whatever project I'm doing that day. And I'm going to go really hard with all of my clients and I'm working nine to six and it's going to be amazing because then like if I keep this up and I keep doing this, then I'm going to have enough money so I don't have to worry about money or enough money to buy a house. Side note that ain't never happening. Or enough money to go on vacation. Like, it's always something in the future, right? It's always like, let me do all the things now so that future Mel can reap all the reward. But like, does that future version of you ever reap all of that reward? Probably not. So for me, like I am going to Egypt later this year. I'm very lucky in that I'm going I'm going as a practitioner, I'm going as a speaker. So yes, it's a business trip, but it's also I get to do fun stuff too on the side. And last year when I was told about this opportunity, I said yes. And then I was like, okay, so this is the plan. I'm going to save money. I have like a special account set for it, blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna put money in there. And I know that when the time comes when I'm in Egypt and I'm like, here's this bank account with all my Egypt money, which is way more than enough than I need for my two weeks there. I'm going to feel guilty, so I'm going to pull back on spending. When meanwhile, that was put there for my future self to enjoy. That was put there by my present self, working a lot and going hard to save up for that future Mel, her experience in this amazing country, doing amazing things that she'll probably never do again. And then I'm going to feel guilty when I'm doing it because I'm like, oh my God, this is going to cost so much money. Oh my God, how much did I spend today? Oh my God, how much is my bank account? Oh my God, how much did I charge on my credit card? Like, I fucking know it already because this is how my brain works. So we never get to enjoy the things that we are anticipating reaping joy from, right? So like, In the present, we're thinking about the future, so we're not enjoying the present. We have to put our heads down and we have to grind in order to get that future trip, dress, purse, vacation, wedding, house, whatever, right? And then the future comes and we have this, these resources set aside for just this because this is what we want. This is what's gonna bring us joy, and then we feel guilty about it. So that doesn't sound very joyful to me. Like if I'm going to use these resources that I have saved. I'm going to feel guilty for using those resources that were allocated for this exact event. So that, not, that reaps joy from it. Like it just doesn't make sense. And I don't know if that's just me or if you feel that way too. But I really feel like I am always living in the future. And the the present can like do whatever. Like I can just be busy all the time in the present because future Mel is going to really reap the reward of this and blah, blah, blah. And it's never fun. Like it, it never feels like I've ever achieved anything or like a destination. Right. And I don't know if you feel that way. So something that I've been doing that has been helpful, and you could do this anywhere, like on a notepad that's in front of you, anything that's in front of you. So for me, I'm a big iOS person, like every device is iOS only because they all connect to each other. So regardless of what I'm working on, if I'm like, I need a fucking reminder to slap myself in the face with this, this thing, I can just open my notes app and it's right there. But like a post it works fine anywhere where it's going to be easily seen. And in there, I have reminders. (laughs) Like, this is how ridiculous it is. But it really helps because when you're, especially if you're in, like, a spiral or you're feeling a certain way about yourself or what you're doing or where you're going, it helps to see it in black and white in front of you. So I have this thing where I'm like, hey, Mel, remember you have this set aside for this so then when that time comes i check in it's something small but it's kind of like an affirmation that this has been put aside for this and it helps give me a little bit of joy back into my reaping that reward in the future so again like we don't want to always be thinking towards the future but We do want like if we are saving up for something in the future, we want to remove that guilt from actually enjoy, excuse me, enjoying that. So for me, for Egypt, I have a reminder and this is in I write like a to do list every week and it's at the top of the to do list. And it says, remember, you set aside money for Egypt, specifically for Egypt. You are okay." And all I do every day, I look at that and I just like repeat it to myself. And then it'll be on my phone when I go to Egypt and I want to buy like a thousand things. And I'll look at it and be like, oh yeah, I have money. That that reminds me. Because it's not enough to just look in a bank account for me and feel safe. I have to see it in those words. Like, you're okay. This is okay. This is what you're saving for. I was also struggling with the thought that when I was trying to list things that bring me joy, it was always things external to me. Right? So, like, I love the beach. The beach brings me joy. Okay. But what, like, how can we, intern, like, take an internal piece to that, too? And I honestly don't have the answer to that. So... One thing that I'm trying to do is to see is to like and this sounds very analytical, but I'm a very analytical person. Maybe you are also and this might be helpful and you might think I'm nuts, but something I'm like, okay, why do I like going to the beach? Like I'm a water person. I love being near water. That's my happy place. I don't care what kind of water it is. So my complex has a pool. I love being by the pool. So I started thinking like, what about being at the pool brings you joy? So I was like breaking it down into like microcosms of that event or of that place or of that thing that's external to me. And I'm like, I like feeling the warmth from the sun. I like feeling the ability to relax and not give a shit about anything or anyone and just listen to my music and chill out. This is the one place I feel calm, right? So that's internal like calmness, I'm not worrying about anything. This is the one place where I'm free of worry. I don't think about work. I don't think about family problems. I don't think about my problems. I don't think about friend problems. I don't think about health problems. I'm in the now. Like me being at the pool or on a beach, that's me enjoying the present. Like I can just tune into everything and just chill the fuck out. So all of those internal feedback, I guess you can say, or internal benefits to being at the pool or taking advantage of an external entity in regard to joy, like that is helpful for me instead of just being like, I'm just going to go to the pool and that brings me joy. But why? Why does it bring you joy? Something else that I caught myself doing also is, and this is typical for me, everything has to be this big production in order to quote count. I'm learning, I've learned, actually, I should say, I've learned to stop doing this with exercise, but I feel like that's the only realm in my life that (laughs) this no longer applies, but everything else, and even, like, I'm working with a coach now on um, marketing stuff, and she's like, Mel, not everything has to be this profound thing. Like, it can be small, (laughs) you know? And I have to really hone in on this and like, feel what that feels like. And for me, it feels really uncomfortable because I'm so used to operating at this frequency where everything has to be this big to do. And honestly, like, I think that's partly why I'm burnt out. So if that's you too, realize that joy doesn't have to be this big thing. So when my client was saying like, Oh, do three things in your day to bring you joy, my brain immediately went to like, I'm going to take a vacation. That brings me joy. I'm going to go on a hike in New Hampshire for a weekend. That brings me joy. And I'm just like, and then right as all these thoughts are going in my head, she's like, and it could be anything. It could be taking a bath. And I'm like, whoa, I was really going out there. And like, I'm not saying big things can't bring you joy. This might be where you do save up for something in the future that you've always wanted to do, or you A place you've always wanted to see or an experience you've always wanted to have like that's cool like I feel like there needs to be a good mix but we also really skip out on the smaller things that bring us joy and this is gonna sound really ridiculous but something that I was like you know what's easy that I could do every day that really just brings me so much fucking joy in my life just sitting in silence and petting my cats And I know how crazy that makes me sound. And yes, I am a self-proclaimed cat lady. But it honestly brings me so much joy. And I did that yesterday where one of my cats was just, she was lying on the bed and she looked so peaceful. And I just laid next to her and I just pet her. And she was purring and that helped calm me down. And it was just so peaceful. Like something that I strive for in my life that is difficult for me to achieve is peace. Peace and calm. Like those are just words that are foreign to my nervous system and um we're working on it. But those are just things that I really really want to set as goals and I was like, "Holy shit, like just lying in bed, nothing like there were no there was no music on, there was nothing in the background. My fiance was out at work. Like it was just me and my cat Luna." And we were just chilling together and we were just relaxing and it bring, brought me joy because she was so happy and so cute, and but it also bring, brought me peace and calm. And that's something that like I really, when I hit those moments, that's what I'm grateful for is having that and being able to experience what that feels like. So it doesn't have to be this profound movement. Like maybe it is a bath for you. Maybe being able to lock yourself in the bathroom with your favorite music on or calming music and a nice bath bomb in warm water with the door locked and some candles glowing, knowing you're not going to be disturbed for an hour. That sounds pretty fucking joyous to me. So maybe that's something that might bring you joy. Maybe it's reading a book like it doesn't have to be your favorite book, but a book like if you don't get a chance to do that because you're so you're all over the place with life reading a book sometimes just to zone out. I love books, especially fictional books, because you zone out and you're just in this whole other world. And usually what I read is like very dramatic. So I'm also thankful that this drama is not happening to me and I can observe it from afar But it really, like, it really sparks your imagination. It's just really, like, a sensory experience that I just love. So maybe it's reading, like, five pages in a book. Maybe it's watching your favorite show. Maybe it's taking a walk. Maybe it's going for a walk around the lake. Maybe it is going to the pool. You know what I mean? So, like, it doesn't have to be this huge experience. It is helpful to have some huge experiences. But the small experiences, I think, are really, really important excuse me, important and very, very easy to overlook. But I feel like they compound upon each other to bring us joy in our lives. And we don't even realize it. So I think sitting down and thinking about what brings, like first I think it's helpful to think about like what does happiness feel like for me? What does joy feel like for me? And like, if you're like, well, duh, Mel, it's happiness. Duh, that's a feeling. I get it. Cause I was that, I was like that too. But then I really thought about it and I was like, happiness and joy make me feel calm and at peace. Like, that's what it means for me. So again, we're like pulling that internal peace in and like, maybe it does just black and white. Like joy means happiness for me. I'm happy. Like, uh, what does happy mean to you though? Like energetic, energetic calm like what does that mean for you and it could change day to day but ultimately like bringing those internal sensations in I think will be more fulfilling and I hate to be so analytical with this but I do think it's important to attach that that interoception to this conversation instead of looking externally for things that bring you joy OK, like I think that was the biggest takeaway that I had from this whole workshop. And I don't know if that was supposed to be a takeaway, but it was tremendously helpful for me. And then understanding the things that do the opposite of that. So like for me, joy meant calm and peace. What is the opposite of that for me? For me, it's not even joking, like hands down a thousand percent social media use, a thousand percent scrolling on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, Not only from like the content that's on there, but I look at the comments too. I don't know why I do. I feel like I'm missing out on something all the time if I don't look at some of the comments. And people are just fucking assholes for no reason. And I think it's due to a multitude of factors that I'm not going to get into today. But it's just a drag. And I'm just like, is this really helping my life right now? And I leave that app feeling drained. Feeling in disarray. My brain is like more all over the place than it was when I logged into the app. And this is all the opposite of peace, calm, and hence joy. So I do think it's helpful. While I don't like to dwell on negative stuff. I do think it's helpful to understand what the opposite of joy is for you. So then you can kind of like understand what might happen when that comes up or when it's present. And then even like if you can avoid it. So like for me. I can easily avoid social media. Like, I throw my posts up. I throw my content out there. And then I'm not looking at anybody else's shit. That's my thing. Like, honestly, if I didn't have a business, I doubt I would even be on social media. Minus TikTok. Some of that stuff is entertaining. But I probably wouldn't be on Instagram. And I wouldn't be on Facebook. The only reason I'm on those apps is because I have a business. So, um, I think that's an important thing to note as well. So at the end of the day, I think all of us need, I want, I don't even want to say more joy in our lives. And this is going to sound very ableist and very privileged, and I don't mean for it to come out like that. But I do think that a lot of us do have joy present in our lives that we don't recognize because everything else, it's just, life is just overwhelming, right? Especially right now, and especially in this day day and age with information overload sensory overload it's very overwhelming and it can be really easy to fall into the minutiae of going about your day and doing the things that you need to do and then just crashing at the end of the day and not really looking into what brings you joy or being like me and being like I don't have time to do three joyous things a day that's too much but I'll do an hour of scrolling on Instagram you know what I mean So I think it's really, really impactful to think about this and implement it as best you can. I am not an expert, but I did. This is something that I'm very, very happy. I went to this workshop and actually like took it seriously because it was tremendously eye opening. So I hope that was the case for you as well. And again, like. This is not taking the place of, like, mental health therapy. So if you're struggling with that, having an amazing licensed mental health provider in your corner, it would be huge for you. Um, And it's not something that happens in a day, a week, a year, a decade maybe. It's something that's constantly needing to be addressed and assessed and looked at. So I hope this was eye-opening for you. It was super eye-opening for me. And, um... Something I really, really wanted to talk about because I do care about all of you and all of my clients and anyone who consumes my content. And I would really love it if this could bring a little bit more peace and calm and whatever joy means to you into your life and get you to think about that a little bit more and enjoy things a little bit more. So that's what I got for you. As always, thank you so much for hanging out with me in this corner of the podcast world, and I will see you on the next episode of Finally Fearless.